Welcome to another episode of Rad Talk with Tracy. I'm your host, Tracy Poffenroth Prado. This podcast is all about reactive attachment disorder, or RAD. I'm going to be talking with parents who will be sharing their experiences of what it's like raising a child with RAD. It gets raw and it gets real. I'm also going to be talking with experts from different areas who will be sharing information about RAD, resources, and support. I'm glad you're here. Let's get started. Welcome to this episode of Rad Talk with Tracy, the podcast. I'm your host, Tracy Poffenroth Prado, and I'm here today with my coach hat on to talk about rad parents and fear. So let me ask you right off the bat if you're a rad parent out there listening, who's worried about the future? Most of us, right? And how many of you feel uncertain about your future, your family's future, your child's future, the future of your relationship or your health? I'm guessing that most, if not all of you, also feel uncertain, just like I do. There are so many uncertainties as a rad parent, so it's not surprising that most of us are worried and feel uncertain. And even if you're not a rad parent, just being a regular human being, I want you to know that you're not alone. According to the Anxiety and Depression Society of America, nearly 40 million people in the U.S. deal with anxiety, and it's the most common mental health challenge in the U.S. PTSD, which is another thing that we experience as rad parents, there are 8 million people per given year who experience PTSD women are two times more likely. So imagine being a rad mom and being the nurturing enemy and the target. That puts us even at higher risk. So you're not alone and rad parent or not, this is really common in the general population. So let's talk about fear. I decided to talk about this topic Uh, by chance, I was listening to one of my favorite motivational speakers on a podcast. They were talking about fear. It had nothing to do with rad. It had nothing to do with parenting. But when I listened to it, I realized it had everything to do with rad parents and what we experience. So I have to share it with you. And it led me down uh, a rabbit hole where I got more information. So not only Do I want to share what I learned about fear and how it relates to us? But I also want to offer some ways to help stop that worry and that uncertainty about the future. So let's talk fear. According to psychotherapist Amy Morin, there are 10 broad categories of fears that hold us back and not just hold us back in a moment, but in life. And I'm going to read these 10 categories to you. And I want you to see which ones you relate to. But before I do that, I want to point out something else that was really surprising to me. We don't fear a thing or an event. We fear a change of emotional state. So I'm going to read these 10 broad fears. And I want you to see which ones you can relate to. I already know what you're going to be thinking. And that's what happened to me. But here we go. So here are the 10 categories, change, loneliness, failure, rejection, 
uncertainty, something bad happening, getting hurt, being judged, inadequacy, and loss of freedom. I am guessing, and I think I'm going to be pretty accurate, that most of you, if not all of you, have probably experienced as a rad parent all 10 of these things. And not just that, but don't you often feel a bunch of these things in the same moment at the same time? I was blown away to learn that we fear a change of emotional state. It's not really things and events. So we're, we're fearing feelings and how it feels to go through each one of these feelings. And we're fearing them because we've assigned a belief to them. And I'm going to give you an example. So a general example would be divorce. If someone were to be going through a divorce, they might fear loneliness. They might fear rejection. They might fear uncertainty from that list. And then I took it and I tried to relate it to some common experiences that we rad parents have. So see if you can relate to these. So one of the experiences that I find are most common that we go through is not getting affection or love from our children or our child, our rad child. And so if we're not getting affection and love from our child or children, we might fear rejection, inadequacy, loneliness. Uh, Another thing we try and do is we do everything. We do all the things and nothing we do works. And so what we might be feeling there is a fear of failure, inadequacy. What about setting rules? What happens when we set rules and expectations? We might fear that something bad is going to happen. We might fear getting hurt and even physically. Or what about no one understanding? That could be friends, that could be teachers, that could be family, doctors, therapists, uh, child protective services. No one understands quite what we go through. And when we don't feel understood, we could fear being judged. We fear feeling lonely. Or even in that moment, we could fear something bad happening because what's going to happen to our family and our kids? So that list of 10 broad categories of fear relates to rad parenting and it blew me away but here's the other thing here's the the here's the flip if you didn't see it as that if you didn't see not getting love and affection from your child as rejection or inadequacy or if you didn't see you know nothing we do works as failure or inadequacy it wouldn't be something you feared any longer So what can we do? We fear something that we know is going to happen. And here's the other thing is we can't stop it. Change is going to happen. These feelings are going to happen. But when we fear something that we know is going to happen, this actually makes us feel more paralyzed and stuck. But we can't avoid the fears that are going to happen. So what do we do? How do we manage that? How can we lead meaningful, happy, vibrant lives as rad parents in the face of the fact that our fears will come true? Well, let's talk about fear. Let's talk about that. Number one, we fear new things. As humans in general, it's normal to worry about the future and it's not why you think. (laughs) So for example, 
who has the friend who refuses to go on to social media platforms? They're really reluctant. I have a friend like that, and she's used to using the phone. She's used to email. She's used to getting together in person. But she won't go on social media. And we resist because we fear how it will change our lives or what it will require us to give up. So for example, it might require my friend to give up more face-to-face time. We fear that we may lose some aspect of our identity or our lifestyle, and so we resist the change, afraid that innovation in this example will take us away from our purpose or our identity. So we need to go within. Here's the trick. We need to dig and we need to find the why, why we are resisting the change. When we do this, this leads us to identify what we need to protect. Example, it might be that sense of our identity. And once we know that, we can focus on what steps to take to protect these things instead of being afraid of them. And as rad parents, we don't often get time to think of this stuff ahead of time. We're thrown into it. So now is the time. If you're aware of what you're scared you're going to lose, then you can protect it so you won't lose everything. We need to be aware. So here's exercise number one, and it's about getting a handle on your identity. Here's what I want you to do. List 20 aspects of your identity. Then I want you to circle the most important ones to you because these are the ones that truly matter. They're what matters most to you, and now you know what you need to protect. The next takeaway is... The importance of focusing on a target, the life that you want to have. So taking care of your mental health is just as important as taking care of everybody around you. I'm going to repeat that because I know, rad parents, I know you didn't really hear that. So I'm going to say it again. Taking care of your mental health is just as important as taking care of everybody around you. So when you learn to focus on what's most important to you, all else can start to fall away, including a lot of your anxieties. The target is focusing on the life you want and honoring it no matter what. So there's a Hindu story about a warrior named Arjuna, and he was in a group of other student warriors. The other warriors all felt that Arjuna was a teacher's pet. They felt like his teacher, their teacher favored Arjuna. So the teacher heard about this and wanted to show them why. So what he did was he took all of the warriors out and he set up a bird target. And then he asked each warrior student to step forward, get into the stance, and he asked them a question. If they got the question right, then they were able to shoot. If they didn't, they were required to step back. And the question the teacher asked was, what do you see? Well, the first student said, I see a tree, I see a bird, I see leaves, and he was wrong. So he had to step back and the next student stepped forward. The teacher kept asking every student the same question and got mostly the same answers. Some other students said they noticed other people in the background or maybe the grass or the sky, but every time they were incorrect. And then finally the teacher asked this favored student, Arjuna, to step up 
And he asked Arjuna, what do you see? And Arjuna's response was, I see the eye of the bird. What does that mean? Well, what Arjuna saw was the target. The teacher asked him, do you see a bird? He said, no. Do you see leaves? No. Do you see grass? No. Do you see branches? No. Arjuna just saw the eye. He saw his target. So the next exercise that I want to suggest that you do is identify your target. And your target is identifying the kind of life you want. I want you to write down five feelings you want to have about your life. And then I want you to write down five values you want to honor no matter what. Once you've done this, this is your target. This is what you set your laser-like focus on. And then an extra step is identifying five long-term goals. So one example as a rad parent might be simple. It might be one date per month with your partner. So identify the kind of life you want. This is your target, laser-like focus. Now let's talk about worrying and things that we can do to maybe not cure it, but curb it and maybe cure it. Worry gives us the illusion of control, just an illusion. We think that if we can imagine everything under the sun that could go wrong, we can prevent it, but we're really, really bad at that. And you know, as rad parents, sometimes we think we know exactly what our kid's going to do. We can identify these patterns, but a lot of the time we have no idea. How many times have you been in a situation where you thought you knew your child and then they did something completely bizarre or so shocking that you just did not expect it? As rad parents were bad at it, and as human beings were bad at it, there was a, a study done at the University of Pennsylvania with anxious patients, and they were asked to record their daily worries for 10 days. And then for the next 30 days, they watched to see which of their worries actually came true. The outcome was an average of 91% of the worries never came true. Never came true. So the fear of the future doesn't protect you. It stops you from creating a powerful present which prepares you for a future of uncertainty. Right? So let me say that again. These anxious patients worried every day for 10 days and 91% of those worries never happened. So by fearing what's going to happen, it didn't protect them. By trying to worry about it, it didn't protect them. It actually stopped them from creating a powerful present which prepared them for their future, which is uncertain. So how do we do that? How do we try and prepare a powerful present so that we can survive our future? Well, here's one way to do it, and that's by creating a flexible framework or a plan, a flexible plan to deal with future fears. So learn an assortment of strategies, techniques, so you're ready and not stick to that script or that rigid plan. It's kind of like sparring. A person going into the ring can't possibly know what their opponent is going to do. They can only train so they have the moves, the strategies, the techniques, the stamina, the endurance so that they're ready and flexible because 
they don't know what's going to come at them. So they're ready, but they have to be flexible for whatever comes at them. And then they can respond quickly. Change is going to happen. Change is inevitable. So practice, but be able and ready to create on the fly. And another important point that I learned was in martial arts, they do three things. They absorb what's useful, they discard what's not, and then they add whatever is specific to them, something that's their own. Rad parents, we experience similar core things or events or behaviors and feelings, but each of our situation is also really unique. So it's important to absorb what's useful for you, discard what's not, and then make it fit your situation. And that can be with school strategies, therapy recommendations. Take what's important to you and what's helpful to you and make it your own. So the overall point here is to have a plan, but to hold it really loosely because that script will get you lost. Flexibility is also a meta skill. It helps us be better at everything we do and cope more effectively with life. And the example that came to mind for me was the pandemic 2020 and restaurants. You know, every restaurant has a plan, but the ones who pivoted and were more flexible were the ones who survived. The ones who decided to do takeout or delivery or drive up service, those were the ones that survived because even though they had an original plan, they were able to be flexible and use other strategies and ideas to get through it. Well, it's the same for us. And with that comes another important thing to do, which is releasing the outcome. That is what gives you the greatest control. You can't control the outcome. So we need to learn to sit in discomfort and not knowing what will happen next be flexible with all of our tools and be ready to act. But learning to sit in that discomfort and not knowing what will happen is a pretty tough place to be. And the head of Disney and Pixar actually calls it the dark middle. That's because he knows that, okay, at the beginning of this movie and at the end, we're going to have light. Light at the beginning, light at the end. But the middle is unknown. They don't know what is going to happen or if they're going to be able to get to the middle from the beginning to the end. But what they do is they trust that they will get to the end. They keep going. And by looking at this and giving it a name, the dark middle, it helps him keep his emotions and anxiety in check. The next exercise, number three, that I want you to do is devise a metaphor that works for you when you're in the middle of those tough times as a rad parent and you know there's going to be more than one so come up with something that you can call on and it will engage your brain and diffuse emotions he calls it the dark middle it's also been called the messy middle doesn't have to be anything close to that just something that makes sense for you that can help diffuse your emotions and you can look at it by that name call it that name if you see the dark middle as a part of the process that's what's going to help you. You're going to know you're going to be able to get from that beginning to end, even if you don't know what's happening in the middle. So if we see pain, if you see pain as against the process, that's what's going to make you scared. And when we see it as part of the process, then we feel aware and we can be prepared. 
So now let's talk about getting through that messy middle. <laughs> We've got some good strategies, but how do you get through that messy middle? And this is all about connecting with people who've made it past or through similar situations as you. Exercise number four is collecting stories, finding one to three stories or more that resonate with you about how a rad parent or family navigated through that difficult time. It doesn't even have to be a rad parent. It can be anyone. And good places to look are autobiographies, movies, true stories. It'll remind you that you're only in the middle and that you can get through this. And when I think of this, I think of Walt Disney, I think of Colonel Sanders. I don't know if you know their stories, but full of failure. And then look at how successful they became. Charlie Chaplin is another person that has a great story. One of my favorite movies is Wild Hearts Can't Be Broken. One that I watched recently, which I would highly recommend, is called Greater. And it's about a football player, Brandon Burlesworth, who, if that's not perseverance and if that's not a really long, messy middle, I don't know what's worse, but the most inspiring story. So find inspiring stories that resonate with you to remind you that you can get through that messy middle. And as a rad parent, I would also encourage to at least find one or two stories that do involve a rad story so that you can really see that it will be possible for you. The last thing I want to talk about is grit and the meaning of success. Angela Duckworth created the theory on grit. What she says is that we think as people that passion and perseverance over time are what gets us success. If we're just passionate enough and we just persevere, persevere, or we're persistent, then we will get there. But that's a misunderstanding. People think we just need to, you know, find a passion and fixate on it relentlessly and we will get there. Well, I'm sorry to say it's not true. Grit is not a short line. And as long as you're learning, you're moving forward. The mistake that she says we all make is thinking that we're supposed to succeed immediately or by a certain time. Nope. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. So as long as you stay on the path and you ride those curves and twists and you go through your dark tunnel, the dark middle, just know that you're allowing yourself to evolve. Let yourself take new turns. And as Dory would say, just keep swimming. That's how we survive. So the last exercise I want to offer up to you to help you keep moving forward is when you find yourself in that dark place, the messy middle, the dark middle, isolate one to two steps that you can take, just small steps that you can take to move forward. They don't have to be totally clear. You don't have to see the end in sight. It can be foggy. Just go slow, turn on the lights, but you can't stop because you know you have to keep moving. Just increase your awareness. Maybe it's a skill that you, you need. What are you missing? Who can you reach out to for support that you haven't tried already? When you're in that dark tunnel, look for wisdom and support. Don't do it all by yourself. So that's it. I learned a lot listening to that podcast and digging deeper. And I hope this was helpful for 
you as a rad parent. And remember, absorb what's useful, discard what's not, and add what is specifically your own. Thanks for listening, everyone, and I hope you'll be back to listen to future episodes. If you like the show, please subscribe and help me spread the word by clicking share and like. If you're a parent who needs more support, whether it's for you or your family, please check out my website at radtalkwithtracy.com and visit radadvocates.org.